The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Newman, and we're back. We're in town. We never went away last week, so I don't know why we're back. I was about back. to say, were we, was, I, was I gone somewhere? I don't remember going anywhere. I, I feel like I was gone, like, emotionally while you were here. Like, I just, you took maybe, way too much maybe of my time. Maybe I'm just losing my mind. Maybe none of this is real. Maybe I'm just in a different dimension. Yeah, it's it's almost as stupid as this movie. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we're joined here today with, of course, Trevor Flynn. How are you, Trevor? I'm good. I'm eating some burnt popcorn right now. Yeah, that's the best kind of popcorn. I don't uh, think it like, is, but you know, it's it's, it's not the worst <laughs> kind. I mean, <laughs> Katie Katie is incensed that I really do prefer burnt cookies to like regular cookies. I get, like I, I get always that. burn. I get that. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! When I was there, I can confirm that. When I was there, she was like, "I tried to make these softer, but they turned out really crispy." And Jack likes them in that anyway, so I'll give these to him, and you can have these, Trevor. Oh, yeah, I also uh, I like the burnt edges of uh, of fajitas, like the fajita meat, like right on the edge. Oh, like, that's the crispy. best stuff. That's the best stuff. Shit's so I made good. those Cubanos from binging with Babish and from uh, what's it? What's the actual movie? Chef. Yeah. Uh, and like the outs, the whole outside of the roast is just like seared and like this burnt, burnt kind yeah. of like pork and it's just it's like literally that's the thing that like it's like you bite into it and you're like i want to die and go to heaven like i would cook a whole <laughs> roast just to peel the skin of the burnt stuff Dude, off of it have you it. ever had burnt bacon ends that's a thing now oh yeah 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 burnt yeah. bacon period man like mm-hmm. that's the other thing i also like dude po- uh, like pork like a pork kielbasa and like and you just put it in the pan and like a ripping hot cast iron pan and you get it like really singed on the outside and then it's crunchy and you bite into it and then there's like the juicy sausage core oh sorry God, this so is hungry. Pure- we really gotta move weird. On. I'm so hungry. <laughs> we're, of course, oh we're also God. joined here by Ben Haworth. How are you, Ben? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm wearing my Houston Astros World Championship shirt. It took me forever to get it because everyone bought one, but I finally have one after months and months, so I'm wearing off my, my proud team pride, and I probably can't leave Sports. my house in L.A. because someone's mad at us. Uh, so they might be mad at me for wearing it, but too bad. We won. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so today we're going to be, this is actually the most timely review in the movie gang's history. It's, that's, that's uh, possible. Cloverfield, yeah. yeah, Cloverfield Paradox was released live on Netflix yesterday during the Super Bowl. And by yesterday, I mean we're recording this, uh, we're recording this Monday, after. Uh, Monday night, and so it'll go out Tuesday, so it'll be one day after the release of the product, <laughs> or, uh. Yeah, like it's a day and some change of hours. Like that's that's actually like the, one of the, my favorite things. I'm I'm super excited about that. But uh, everything else, I'm not pretty excited for about this. So, <laughs> in the near future, Earth is suffering from a global energy crisis. The collective space agencies of the world prepare to launch the Cloverfield Station for testing of the Shepard Particle Accelerator. Which would provide us with infinite energy if it works, but pundits feel it will create the Cloverfield paradox, opening portals to other dimensions and allowing horrors from those to threaten Earth. Among the crew is Ava Hamilton, who proceeds on. It goes to space. Some shit happens. Some really crazy shit. They go to an opposite parallel Earth with monsters, and then they come back, and it's bad, and they don't know what happens, and it's just crazy. It's kind of a mess. 
Oh, I like your news newsman forties voice a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the communists I, are coming fast. Can I do? Uh, <laughs> can I do a dumb joke I heard on Harmontown? Oh, that's related. It's very fast. Yeah. Um, what is uh, what does a 1930s gangster say to a jellyfish? You're see through. <laughs> oh, that one's good. No, it's that's a real, that's a really good joke. I thought you were gonna okay. have him do it in his voice, but then you just did it. Uh, it's sort of my own voice. It's my own. Yeah, she. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's start. Let's start with you, Trevor. What What did you think about this movie? Oh man, uh, I I I just you know, I dig those you know. Other dimension ethics, like <laughs> just you know, I, in case this ever happens to me, I'll I'll have thought about you know what the right thing to do is in in this particular situation. <laughs> so I get, you know, I've I, I've grown a lot say, morally today. I would say there's not enough other dimension ethics. I could go with more ethical quandaries. I, I feel like that's what this show needed, and I think some of the like some of the stuff is cool. Like the hand crawling down the hall is super fucking cool. Like like kind of the wires and the body and all the stuff, but you don't really know. It's kind of like it's kind of all over the place through the whole thing. Uh, a better version of this movie, a little bit, is kind of like life. A little bit. Did, it reminded me a lot of life. Oh no, a lot of life. Yeah, you're saying life yeah. is better than this. I would say yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I man. I, wow, that puts life, it in perspective. Yeah, I, and I, life probably gets a bad rap. I, we didn't review not, it, and we didn't. It's fine. It's perfectly. <laughs> fine. Is it, you, no, I'm not calling it good, Ben. I'm not yeah, like, yeah, defending yeah. life. Like <laughs> this, this it is worse than me that. a lot of life, though, because it's like again, I was like, this cast is stacked for this script that's not that great. Like, yeah, how did they get Jake Gyllenhaal for life, exactly and how did they is. get fucking like? Gugu Mbatha Raw and Daniel Brühl and Chris O'Dowd and David Oyelowo for this. I'm like, what is the pitch? Dude, Chris O'Dowd is the best part for me. Yeah. That <laughs> man so can lose an arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be chill yeah. about losing an arm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think this is the other thing, too, is that we're currently, like, neck deep on Live Long and Discover and, like, alternate evil versions of yourself and dimensions. That's so, true. Like, this that is, is true. Like, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, not phased by this movie. Maybe it's just, like, we've been, like, like was, suffering through alter dimension Star Trek for the last three weeks. I was about to weeks. say, it's basically like an all right episode of Star Trek, guys. Like, <laughs> it's not it's not much more complicated than that, except, ah, there's the closest field monster better, except, the uh, <laughs> except usually in the Star Trek, you know what the characters are you know their names so you know like who is losing their arm like oh Riker lost an arm uh oh right but like the, I just know Chris O'Dowd lost an arm I don't know what his actual character is or his name or what right. he matters right. or who he is it's Mundy you know? There's there's a lot of characterization like at lightning fast paced and that's and that's that's a problem too because something like the setup scene from life does a better job of establishing who the characters are and what you care I mean it it, it takes a lot to make me dislike uh, Ryan Reynolds like that's a that's a that's a, yeah that's that's a hell of a thing he's just so his face is so likable and he's such a and he's got such good comedic timing like a bad script can like it takes like a hell of a bad lines to make me like dislike Ryan Reynolds um, but by the same token here it's just like there's like not enough characterization up front and then you're lost in kind of the sea of faces because you know all these actors but you don't know like you don't know who's who really oh come on jack they call the religious one monk it's easy enough to follow (laughs) they sure 
did. <laughs> yeah. He was monk. He was a religious and a doctor, so they had to pick one or the other. He was either going to be doc or monk, and they went with monk. <laughs> yeah, that is such a, that's such a screenwriting moment where you <laughs> tell the two characters were slashed in favor of one. That's like, that's like, like they said it, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's a script edit. <laughs> Somebody well, gave him that script note. <laughs> yeah, this was... This film's going to be an interesting point in film release history, in a sense, because it is the Radiohead-ish moment. You know, it is the, uh, you know, Radiohead famously is like, aha, we have a new album and it's out and you can buy it for whatever you want, you know. And this is their, this is movies always were waiting for kind of that moment in a big sense. I'm sure there's plenty of movies that have just sort of appeared, but this is like the first, you know, it had this big production on the Super Bowl and like you can watch it right after. It's sort right, of the, right. It's like how the U2 released their album recently where they were like, and it's on your phone right now. Oh, <laughs> it's right there. Um, and and that, that's the most important thing about this is, is go, or going to be the most important thing about this. Right. Like, I, subpar. Movie. I kind of want to talk about the context of the whole Cloverfield series. Are you guys interested in that? I promise it won't be too long. No, 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 no. I think that's the most interesting thing. Those, those are the two most interesting things here too, is like this movie's place in history and the series as a whole. Cause like the Cloverfield, Cloverfield really only has one good movie under its belt, if we're being entirely honest. Would you say that's 10 Cloverfield Lane or Cloverfield? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Cloverfield is not good. So okay. my yeah. bad. I've not watched Cloverfield gonna... in a while, but I thought it was. It's at least inventive enough for me. But I agree that that would be what right. I would. That would be my defense of both the other movies. This is this would be the worst of the series to my yeah, mind. I was I think... about to say, sir. So pretty much all agreed this is the worst one. Oh yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. It's, other other than the... it being like, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go on. Go ahead, Ben. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it, it, and I wonder if Cloverfield is just like I'm just so impressed with that first marketing push, and I just think since then no um, found footage movie has really committed as hard as that one did to being found footage, like literally found footage. It, like feels right. like a videotape you just started playing, and everyone right. else feels like very scripted and and you know we'll have like music cues or something, you know, and like. Notably in Chronicle, there's this terrible moment where they're fighting in the sky, and he's like, "But I need cameras!" And so he pulls all these cameras up to like film him because, like, how else would they be filming? And you're like, "What?" Um, it's the only one that committed to like one camera, one place, one person, and little bits of like where the recording gets like corrupted and stuff, you know? Like, uh, so I at least appreciate that. But let me just go through everything real quick. Okay, so for those who don't remember, Cloverfield uh, was first announced before the Transformers movie. One of the greatest marketing choices of all time this crazy trailer you know party turns into a monster attack and this you don't even know if it's a monster attack it's just some kind of explosions and then this head of the statue of liberty shows up and it doesn't have, even have a title just a date and everyone's like what the fuck is that oh my god and like this is the internet age we should be able to figure this out and no one could figure it out and it was this whole arg and then it came out and made a bunch of money and then everybody wanted the sequel eventually to come out and it kept happening there's always these these like Hints that it was going to happen or not going to happen. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, in front of 13 Hours, the Michael Bay movie, um, there was the trailer for 10 Cloverfield Lane. And no one had heard of it. And they're like, oh, fuck, they made a secret movie. What the fuck? And everyone freaked out again. (laughs) And it made $100 million. And then now we have the third version. And the odd thing is that this third version was never kind of planned. That's the weird thing. Paramount was always going to release this movie. 
uh, originally. It was originally called God Particle, and I was looking forward to it for a while because I, A, figured out pretty quickly that it was a Cloverfield movie because it was produced by J.J. Abrams and had, like, the smell of it, you know? And, and it came out yeah. like it was a Cloverfield movie like a year ago, I think. Um, so I'm not like, whoa, I'm a genius. Um, like, it's, it, I think a lot of people figure that out. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and I like the premise. I like the. I just said one line premise of like a science experiment causes the Earth to disappear. I'm like that could be interesting. That seems like a possibly an interesting right. sci-fi right. premise. Um, and I, I kept looking for stuff and looking for stuff. And then now the new version, which is you know that it'll be online after the Super Bowl, which is brilliant. It's a brilliant idea because what J.J. Abrams got to do was completely skip. The Rotten Tomatoes and the Metacritic and the Letterbox and everybody. It just got to exist before anybody could just have an opinion on it. Now, obviously, we're all going to have an opinion on it, so it only lasts for like four hours, right? But like, right. he at least got to do that. But the only reason it existed is because Paramount has been freaking the fuck out because they had a terrible last year. They had three auteur-driven movies, Mother, Suburbicon, and Downsizing, which all bombed. And now they're freaking out that all their like smarty pants movies are going to be terrible and fail. And so particularly right. they're selling off other sci-fi movies. So notably they sold off the um, International Rights to Annihilation, which is the next movie from the mm-hmm. director of Ex Machina, just, Alex Garland. That's just the thing that would do well, you know? Like, exactly. fuck this. Like, like and, I, and I'll give them, I'll give them fair share. Like, two of those movies are bad, but Mother is good and just too weird to, like, function. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> like, you're, you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, like, Annihilation is weirder than Mother? Go fuck yourself. Like, I don't <laughs> right. believe it. Like, it's, right. it's not possible. Right. And was trying to be reshot that the director said he wasn't, so they're kind of punishing him by now saying you're not going to get released in other movies. You know, it's a whole thing. And then this was sort of rumored to be sold to Netflix and maybe Netflix would release it and then of course it just turns out oh they already sold it a long time ago I guess and they already own it you know and then they just put it out there yeah this 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 stinks of an older plan to me that 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 would be what I would I don't think for my part like I under I agree with Paramount I just don't feel like this is all and I don't know shit Ben so I'm not saying that like you have a well it was pushed back and I think it was finished for a long time and I would not Ah. be shocked if this was a little bit of Whereas Annihilation feels like they're worried about a tours, this one felt like they were worried about a bomb and just really bad reviews. And Netflix is like, right. well, if it's going to get bad reviews, let's just release it before any reviews can exist. And Cloverfield they, they, movies get to do that, and why not? You know, I don't know. Maybe you think it's a they're cynical, worried about having but, so uh, many bombs associated with their name, and then it brings down their overall stock prices and board of directors and that sort of thing, or there being a shakeup. I think so. so I do mean, you think they, there's they like, probably will to go disguise a bomb. They probably this movie costs like forty five million, and I feel like they probably sold it to Netflix for sixty. You know what I mean? So they can just go to the board of directors and look. We didn't spend a single dime on marketing. We just spent all the budget money, and now it's covered. So there you go. We did it. You know, Paramount. It's not their fault. It's Netflix's fault. You know, whatever happens, happens. Now, you know. Um, anyways, that does. Yeah. My, that my, my point is that these movies are interesting, and why I like these movies to begin with, and just as movies, is I like the idea of having a sort of Twilight Zone-ish, uh, but, you know, a little more Marvel-y, like, connected universe-style uh, stories. Because the whole thing I liked about Ten Cloverfield Lane is that it's a very sort of VOD movie. It's a very, like, three actors, small set. Doesn't feel like a lot of people would necessarily spend a lot of money in the day where a spectacle leads everything. But the the mystery led everyone to go see it. And then when enough people mm-hmm. saw it, they're like, hey, this movie's pretty good. You should go check it out. Word of mouth helped it. And then, you know, it had a good opening. And because it had good word of mouth, it, like, managed to make over $100 million. So right. I I feel like um, 
this really drags the brand down because it just feels really cheap now to me. Yeah. Like it, it, it feels like a cheap Netflix movie. You know, it doesn't feel like this special little like, here's a great new filmmaker. You should give a chance with a cool idea that couldn't be made anywhere else. I've seen this movie. This movie feels a lot like life, which was in theaters, you know, like. Right. And this movie gets made. That's my problem with Bright, too. Like Netflix, these movies get made without Netflix or not. And, and I don't really feel like the ability to have it on Netflix is special other than it gets to just go past the enough. Like I imagine 70% of people who ever watch it have watched it already, you know, and that's the advantage of it is like, they got to get ahead of all the reviews and now it's over, you know? So like, who cares? You know what I mean? And and that makes it cheaper than like, Ooh, mysterious. Check this out. It's a new idea. It's a new envision and more. It's like, we tricked you. You know, that's my problem with this whole release it's, it feels very cynical to me okay rant get, over thank you so much <laughs> no 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 sorry i know i was trying to, to i'm not trying to stop you i just one of the things i'm too, stopping is myself that, like, <laughs> well <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're dealing right now a lot on animania with like a really a lot of issues with uh netflix right now because they're how about starting, that kakaguri <laughs> i know kakaguri and also violet evergarden and they're picking up stuff and they're actually going – Netflix for the first time is going to be releasing Violet Evergarden week to week. I think this is the first time that Netflix has, like, agreed to do this. So basically simulcast. No, the Netflix is simulcasting a show, and they've never done this before. And it's one of those mm. things where it's like, I really want to know what the international fuck – international stuff, like Better Call Saul, I think they do. That. Yeah, well, it's in Canada. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like they're doing a version of Violet Evergarden in Canada, and I'm we're still trying to figure out if they're going to do it in the U.S. They have talked about it, and they know that people are like going to lose my mind because like that's the thing. Kakaguri came out at the end of the season after everything had been released, and that's so stupid because as an anime show, like everyone just fucking pirated it, and that's one of those things that like you know. Obviously, people don't think that's an option, but at the same time, it is like really crappy when Netflix buys up an anime series and we just don't get to watch it. Like that's 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 what that means, right? Right. And so, <clears throat> while I'm particularly upset about it, and I don't like I I've more and more as things have gone on, I like I really think the older model of television works better. Yeah. And yeah. Netflix is like stuck in this thing and like in kind of like this uh, in like this intellectual stop where it's like it wants to be this direct to video thing, but the way they're handling some of their products is that they're like holding us from having them. And that makes sense. That's okay with bright and this, but like, I feel like at the same time, like the way that it's releasing, it's like, it's just out there now. Oh, like, they can no hold fanfare. on to bright forever. Bright is not bad. Like, I don't want to like I, bright is not bad. We need to review bright actually. Now that you've so, done no, that. Have fun. What's wrong with bright? bright? It's not like it's, the best thing ever, but it's not it's, like bad. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's not we'll like it's not like it's not like real fucking bad. Like like I don't know. Like how, what was the show? Uh, the Greatest Showman was like far worse than Bright. I had to see Greatest Showman, so I couldn't speak okay. for it. All, but, right, uh, all right, it's okay. Sorry, I, I'm, I would I'm just more, recommend I'm the pick, Lindsay Ellis video. I'm picking on Trevor. Pretty, she's she's gonna cover everything. I won't in 45 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we should probably talk about the film itself and why. Or, yeah. yeah, but I, I do. Uh, I want to focus on like yeah. I want to respond a little bit to like to your to your thought process here. One of the one of the big things that I think is true is like if that's that's all cool. That that's how it's coming out. But one of the things is like I, I know we're never going to see Netflix's numbers. I cannot imagine that this is helping Netflix very much. Hmm. I do wonder. And I have nothing to base that off of, but let's say that this is doing good or bad. Do you think this is like, like this doesn't feel like a watershed moment for how movies will be released? 
That's what, yeah, that's what I wonder. I think if this, I think the problem, yeah, with the brand more than like right the thing. The my, thing my, with Netflix, well, they think... don't release numbers and they only come out later and are like. But I think the fact that they had like a very shitty like either if you like Bright or not, they had a very like critics don't understand man like response to the backlash of Bright, and then they now release this movie which got like just savage from across the board uh, from fans and critics mostly um and i don't want to say everyone hated it but like even like reddit has it pretty yeah. low on their ratings and well, has no, low IMDb I, and stuff like, i would just make the argument that and this is really what i want to say is that like i do not see the social media tracking for cloverfield paradox that like the other two movies had, and that's that's right. the thing. It's like it's not it's not even in the same ballpark as like the, if you track the Twitter hashtags, they're not trending. I mean, they're obviously trending, but they're not. It's not trending in the same way as to produce uh, even a tenth of that. And it'll be oh, and this is an old news story by Wednesday. Like that's right. that's that's it. Our, our episode it. is the fastest <laughs> and the latest at the same time. <laughs> right, right. It's it's the, it's just it, and it's just it's very hard for me to based upon and I don't know how I, I really don't understand how Netflix expects its model to make sense. I just don't know. I guess some people. I guess as long well, as you're paying for it, doesn't me matter. Is that you're talking about like this isn't a watershed moment like you just said, but then you're talking about it like maybe it heralds like this new thing, like y'all are freaking out about it. But I think like the like the reason it happened with Cloverfield is that it wasn't a strong brand and Paramount was looking to fling it off I, and wash dis- their hands. I disagree. It. I think that I think that problem is that this this movie sucks. Like I think, yeah, I think Cloverfield is a very strong yeah. brand. And it's a social media oh, brand is I what I would call it. I, I think I think I think I think among movie guys, I think Cloverfield's like antics are really well known I mean, antics yeah. yeah but like i don't know like that that movie with john goodman didn't have to be a cloverfield movie you could have cut off like the end of it with the alien action scene and it'd be like still a good movie if not a better movie right but that but that's but no one would have saw the, it that's i think the ex- thing that like exactly yeah, yeah it's still interesting is it's like you know by by giving it this weird franchise-ish brand right it makes people Pay attention to a movie that a lot of people. But it's not real, right. guys. It's not. Yeah, it real. doesn't matter if it's not real. There's still a shit ton of column inches written about it. It doesn't matter what you think is real or not. The undoubtable thing is that this brand has a ton of column inches written about it, more so than other movies. And that's I just, my point. It, I, I'm skeptical that this ruined the brand. I don't think the brand knew where it was going in the first place. And like, I, don't, I think, well, I, think I now know it doesn't know where it was going. Well, no, clearly, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I just think that like I have no faith in it now. Like, I would have, I would have shown up to any sort of Cloverfield movie before this. And and certainly now that the movie has not lived up to the marketing strategy, now the marketing strategy has to get better, you know, than that. And so, like, Cloverfield 4, it exists, so I'm sure they'll... You know, release it on Pornhub and don't tell anybody and see who finds it or something. <laughs> you know, see, like see that's that's brilliant. That is like I, I, I know it's like I know Pornhub you're like won't being take like it. I know you're being like you're you're totally just being like cheeky, but like at the same time that that's like a brilliant way to do it. It's no, just it's like, no, like Cloverfield Four no, has been it, online for years and you didn't even know it. You know? Yeah, get a Pornhub subscription. That's how we'll make our money. Pornhub <laughs> Pornhub not want it. <laughs> uh, I'm but, sure but those I, monsters I, turn somebody on. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean that obviously. I mean, come on. Like let's this is this is the internet age. Everybody likes everything now, you know. Yeah. 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 Let's do talk about the movie though. And one of the things I want to get at is like how dumb did the Cloverfield monster look at the end of this movie? It was such a dumb ending. It was so like, like I, I joked off air that all endings, you know, Citizen Kane should end now with the, you know, the 
the the sled on fire and then monster <laughs> like it's just like such <laughs> yeah. a like Ha-ha. rosebud and then he like comes out of the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I love how exactly. like poorly animated he was and that's the other thing too is this this movie looks cheap sometimes and it's yeah. just weird. it's a forty five yeah. million dollar movie and somehow it looks so cheap because I wonder if it was post processed very quickly for Netflix you know what I mean yeah I well, wonder that, that they... was my thought process that, and that's the other thing too is like why does a thing that I experience on Netflix feel cheap to me mm. well you have to cut corners in CGI like CGI is often meant for for film and it looks a lot better on film um, because you 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 have a lot more post processing yeah, power that and you that have doesn't explain file. Arrested Development's like cuts and like how like everything looks super cheap or like those super cheap stair car that like because they just couldn't afford another stair car. Now like, that was that was the show being cheap. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying why an expensive yeah. movie <laughs> might look cheap later on a on a small. Screen. You, no no no. I I agree with you. It's probably it's probably it's it's done for streaming because it's like I don't think they're not gonna sell like they may not sell DVDs of this. I mean I'm sure they will at some point, but like. Because they sell DVDs of Stranger Things. Um, True, true. That's just how it is. Um, But, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, Well, I think the the problem with the film in general is that one, as as, uh, uh, Trevor's pointing out, the Cloverfield stuff is the worst slapped on it's been. It was not very well slapped on in in 10 Cloverfield Lane, but it is even worse here. Um, And the main problem to me is, like, the real frustrating part of this movie is there's like stuff I like in this movie. Like you said, there are imagery that could be very creepy. A person stuck in the walls with like wires coming out of them. That's a creepy fucked right. up image. Right. But yeah, everything right. is the this movie is a textbook example of why pace matters in a movie. The pace in this movie is horrible. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. just fucking happens. It's just like everything just and then it just fucking happens. And there's a person in the wall. There, and there's no, a no, guy but, there. And there's a guy there. There's, there's no there's no we go in the stomach and there's a cube and there's to a the cube. other. It's just a thing, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, it, it just happens. Everything mm. just happens. There's no like <laughs> time to just right. live it in goes, an image. It goes it goes it goes event to event. It starts like, you know, here's this thing happens and then this thing happens. And it's like the characters have no say in the things. There's no stakes. There's no anything. They think about – like they, they essentially think – and that's the other thing too. They think about the ethical quandaries, but then they have no choice in the matter because <laughs> events just happen that unfold along. So literally the characters have literally zero impact on their own plot and like they make – like I'm, I'm sure they like somebody can convince me that they made a choice at some point. But from the point of view of the story, we don't know what the fuck is happening. We don't, who's, we don't have any moment. Yeah, at the point when Chris O'Dowd got strangled by uh, plastic or like by metal sealant and uh, exploded, yeah. I was like, it's, still, it's just like this alien. It's like this alien intelligence or whatever that's leading them around the ship is just like waiting for them to get close to being able to succeed <laughs> at something and then just jump in at the last moment just to discourage I, them more. It's it's very I Final Destination where like it, yeah. it just like yeah. randomly death will win. Like it's just like death's just very yeah. cheaty in those and, movies. It'll just and be what's like, conf- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Katie, Katie, I was watching it like really late at night, and Katie got up and like was very like sleepy, and she comes out and she's like, "What's happening?" I was like, "I have no fucking idea." Just like- <laughs> well, what's confusing about it is that they have the sci-fi theory that like, oh yeah, we're it's two dimensions fighting for the same space, but at the same time. Chris O'Dowd's arm is like spelling things to like look for next, and I'm like, what intelligence is directing this? Like, what you know? Yeah, and then no, that doesn't make like, that doesn't make sense to the premise. It I doesn't mean, make, and you and know, from the first, the thing. Th- and this is my problem overarchingly with the Cloverfield brand. It's like it, there's no like it is. It's just slapped on. In the first movie, it's just monsters, but in 
10 Cloverfield Lane, there's some indication that it's like an alien invasion. And this is like, it could be a combination of both. Like there's no, no, well, one there's, there's, no there's this no, terrible Donald Logue thing where he's just like the, what they cause today could cause monsters to show up in any universe in any timeline. And it's like, all oh, right, I get it. Yeah. Look, look, little, my, know, my, my take on the, on the reason that I like Cloverfield as a brand is that like, it was kind of like this, uh, this series. It's just like, it's kind of like this, kind of like Black Mirror, a Twilight Zone episode series, and each installment would be something different. And that's cool. I like that concept. Uh, like, the first one tried something really creative, and so like... It's just I, like I, a space that allows... Okay, let like, me finish. Let me fucking finish. Uh, both of you let me fucking finish. God damn it. I'm All trying right. to purchase I'm trying to help this you. episode. I'm just trying I'm, to help you. No, you're not. You're never trying to help me, especially <laughs> yes, when you disagree with me. I'm not. Oh I'm, my I'm, god. Okay, go on. No, no, no. Okay, look. The, the point I'm making is that, like, as a brand, it's interesting because you have the individual first episode, which tried something really realistic, and then it just went on to do something entirely different. And my point up till now has been assuming that, like, the Cloverfields were unrelated, and then the next movie would be unrelated. By coming back in and suggesting that everything is still related, I think it just it just dumbed down the whole series for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not trying to totally. do Black Mirror. It's not trying to do this. It's just dumb now. Like if it's all if, if if all these universes are connected, and if Cloverfield Lane is connected to the Cloverfield movie, like that's dumb. You know, I'm sorry. I just no, I, I totally agree with that. It just yeah. it feels like two different concepts, like wrestling for occupying the same and, space. And, <laughs> like, and, and, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, and maybe and maybe Trevor's right. Maybe, maybe we've just been things. deluding ourselves, <laughs> like, making us think that it's like a Twilight Zone episode. And now, like, we're like we're like fold back the screen, and J.J. Abrams is like the Wizard of Oz back there, just like I don't. It's give true. A fuck. He's like pulling the levers. <laughs> He's like, don't. Look at the man. I, uh, I'm uh, a very his bad his name on this just makes me so fucking skeptical of like the whole thing too. Like I'm just jaded about him too. I have to admit that up front. Like I just, God. Like, I just, well, maybe maybe nine will be a secret. Star Wars Episode Nine will be a secret Cloverfield movie. God. I would love if he pitched that to Disney and literally like Kathleen Kennedy just gets up quietly. Slaps him and then it's like no, and then it's like, <laughs> it's now. It's just like no Abrams. <laughs> Bad. Look, something shiny, lens flare. Go Ooh. chase it. <laughs> she's got like wanna, a lens, and you want to like watch a new hope a again? I do, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can. Can somebody like give me a million dollars? No, so I, I can remake this movie again. <laughs> you're right, Jack. I, maybe we were deluding ourselves a bit, but like, well, no, but I, but I, at least I ahead. thought like because when I read the premise of God Particle, I was like, that's a great premise, and I get why you would have to slap Cloverfield on to get that made. And, like, that's the thing where I was like, maybe the space monsters suck, and that's the shitty part of these movies. But, like, at least when we slap all the space monsters and call it Cloverfield, at least I get, you know, 87% of that script. You know, I get some of that script (laughs) actually made and released in theaters and more than just nerds on Letterboxd are actually going to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, It's exactly why I like the last couple of movies, because the Cloverfield brand is an excuse to get, like, high-budget sci-fi made, and that's yeah. what it's been yeah. for two movies. And that's I not a lot of – I'll give you this. That's not a lot of data points for me to assume that. Right. <laughs> but at the same – like, that, and Trevor's <laughs> point makes sense. We are we are, we are are inferring a lot from two movies. <laughs> for so, sure. Like, just just, for just sure. trying to ground us our expectations a little bit here. Right, right. No, <laughs> but, I, I agree. But I get I your point, and saying. I agree about yeah. the Twilight Zone umbrella thing. Thing. Like I think that's the point a lot of people are making that I agree with, and I it's what I want too. But like I don't expect it to actually. Right, yeah, and I wish they could just call it Ten Cloverfield Lane and have the original script and not reshoot it and just 
just see if that movie made money. You know what I mean? I wish they had done that, but I feel like when they decided to reshoot it and have the monsters, because that was the other thing too, was they were like, I think part of that marketing gimmick, and this is my little cynical side, was that it was like, see it in IMAX. And people were like, they made a movie in IMAX? And then people watched it and they're like, it's not really an IMAX. That was a lie. <laughs> but like, that was marketing. But they needed to sh- film a giant you know, spaceship for it. Yeah. To- Right. Justify that. Right, to be done in IMAX. Which is which is I, I agree with you. Like I have no doubt that the original script for Ten Cloverfield Lane did not have aliens in it. I don't think it did. I think she gets out and she spoiler alert for Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um she the world is okay. I forget. Yeah, and, and, well, and that movie went through like a crazy. couple screenwriting things, so it's hard to say what the original script was, because what we're talking about is actually technically the second script written by Damien Chazelle. Who wrote Whiplash and Lawland? Um, and he polished that script up, and that was kind of the script they shot with. And then they reshot a bunch of stuff with the aliens at the end. So, anyways, sorry. Yeah. Um, so did they did they go in and try to make it that script? I I don't know. Like, we, yeah, we, it's hard to tell when in the know. process it became a Cloverfield movie. You know, but yeah, like, it's also it's also pointless. I'm just I'm just trying to defend my own viewpoint by like <laughs> by like no, by positing well, a strong. Sorry, I brought it up again. It was Let's like, move on. Well, because I think the thing is like there's been so many attempts at this that have failed on the first attempt, and this is the first one they made it to two at least. You know, like oh, yeah. at, like there was the Night Chronicles, which was uh, you know a. Uh, 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 M. Night Shyamalan's attempt, which is hilarious because he only made one, which is called Devil, which is the, the Satan in an elevator movie. Everyone remembers that trailer. Very classic. <laughs> the trailer that I saw seven times, and every time everybody's watching and going, What is this fucking movie? And then all of a sudden it goes, Produced by M. Night Shyamalan. And everybody laughed. Everybody in the theater <laughs> laughed every time. I was like, that hurts. That's rough. That's um, <laughs> that's, that's 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 just mean. That's like, bad. like I really hope I like I like it's one of those moments. Where I you kept thinking once somebody... I look back and I see him like walk out with a tear coming down his face. Like <laughs> sorry. Like, like the commercial with the Indian in the trash. Yeah. Like just one single just one solitary tear. tear. Um, and and that one only has one, and notably it starts at the number one, and it is the only one that exists. Uh, Halloween also wanted to do that. They wanted to make Halloween after Halloween two with Michael Myers. They were like, let's just make Halloween a thing about Halloween, and so the third one's about witches and killing kids, and it's crazy, and I love it. It's a crazy movie, and then everybody fucking hated it, so they went right back to Michael Myers, and the rest of the movies are about the guy with the William Shatner mask murdering people. Um, and so it was exciting to me that we would try this for once with the movie. And like, and the idea, like we said, we maybe built up is like, this getting really interesting sci-fi to be made. But this just feels like this could have been made without it. <laughs> like, this is just a very boring, bland movie that feels like you could have made a trailer with a bunch of jump scares and it would have made $60 million and it's fine. You know, like it, mm-hmm. like life was, <laughs> you know, like you could have just easily kind of just made it you know like that's my problem with netflix right now is like make stuff that isn't being made right now like bright to me feels like the problem at least for netflix making bright whatever you think about it it's like bright feels to me like a movie you go and see it at a theater and you go it was fine wait till netflix and then netflix just cut out the middleman <laughs> like it's already <laughs> <Yeah>. on netflix <laughs> and to yeah, me it's I, like i don't know I, buying up annihilation hopefully i guess maybe annihilation should be crappy too and i'll eat my words but like I, I don't know. I'm being too high-minded because Bright made a shit ton of money and this probably worked and I'm being an asshole. But like, it's like the thing with like this is like, 
I at least saw an avenue where they could go that could be interesting, and it's like, oh, if this is the avenue, then never mind. <laughs> I, I have no faith, too, a little bit, because Netflix is watching this. Like this, Netflix is buying this up after the fact. That's the thing that disturbs me. Somebody at Netflix went and saw this and bought this. Right. Like, that's... Right. Well, that's, I think they bought it for the, the title. They, uh, they bought it for the title. Yeah. yeah. But, that, but that's the thing. It's like, and they were like, we can release are, this. You are artistically bankrupt this is like it's, i don't really yeah. mean to say it but like yeah. somebody is like, like that's that's my point like it's like oh netflix is like been. the purveyor of five materials for you to but watch not, no they're not it's not that's Netflix's what they said about decision. house of cards they were like why did you make well, why did you buy house of cards it, it, people forget that they made it might right. bubble. but they were like why did you buy house of cards you spent a hundred million dollars you made up at everybody you guaranteed them two seasons why and they're like we put in you know kevin spacey Political thrillers, David Fincher, and then our algorithms right. were like, bling, 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 buy it, buy it, buy it. So, like, yeah, they don't work on artistically. They never have. They've been honest about that. They buy based on their algorithms. They buy based on math. Right. That's like right. their whole but, strategy. But at some point, at some point, the algorithms right. will inevitably break down. Like, yes, it's not exactly. like like they're not. This is one of the things where it's like you still have like to make big a show data is like. here. No, it's not. That's not big data. But, like you got lucky with House of Cards, and somebody came in and made it into an artistically good thing. Somebody like an, an auteur or, or or somebody who is artistically talented had to come in and make that. You got lucky with House of Cards. You did not get lucky here. And guys, like, th- th- it's not Netflix's fault that the movie is bad. It's it's Paramount's. It's still the big uh, studio system. I, I, How I, is I, Netflix I worse than that? I think it's I think it's both their faults in this case. It's, 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 it's also their fault, fault that like like Netflix is literally like Netflix is this is the first time Netflix has done a stunt like this. Do it with a good goddamn movie. <laughs> like, That's part of the problem. It's like the first movie to just be like majorly released on like streaming with like no hype, no trailer, nothing. Just yeah, ima- imagine if, if like like what's let's find something like like uh call like something like uh, something really good. Like imagine if something they just like launched Phantom Thread or Mother like in the middle of the Super Bowl. Mother be would like, be a great one because that's like a that crazy would, one. It, it would be shock value. It would be amazing. It would hit all the things. People would blow up on Twitter about it, and that's exactly what you want. Right. You at least need something that's like memorable. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's yeah, like a, and not and not like this giant bland space sandwich. Space sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Get most... it because it's empty. <laughs> hey. I'm sorry. It's a space. It's a space 3D printed bagel. That's what it is. It's right. A <laughs> oh, bland Jesus. 3D space bagel. Yeah, that scene. That scene uh, was like that was a great Chekhov's gun because like. I mean, there's there's when they put the gun in the safe, and you're like, oh, okay, that's coming. There's back. a little but really, gun. Yeah. but really, when you see the 3D printed donut, you're like, oh, someone's gonna print a gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're gonna print an evil donut. Yeah, print a killer donut. Yeah, yeah and I think that's the, the thing about this movie is it makes me like, I have to like write apologies to sci-fi movies that were like. I thought did it worse, you know, like, cause yeah, like I've, yeah. I have to call, I have to write Danny Boyle and I'm like, I'm sorry, your third act of sunshine is way better than I remember. Right. Like, right. It could have been this where Elizabeth <laughs> DeBicke is running around with a space gun being like, yep. I must go back to my home <laughs> to yep. space. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I didn't expect to like think like, I didn't expect for like sunshine to age well, like, God damn it. Right. Like, like, so like, that would have killed my optimism back when I saw that movie. <laughs> Ben, in 10 years, this will look really good. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, about the, 
About the third There'll be this act. thing, Interstellar, that makes no fucking sense. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> love, love is the greatest. Uh, love and gravity. God, <laughs> God, God, fucking damn it! <laughs> I just said that you to piss you, you off. You know, it's also it. it's really it's really easy as a writer to fall into that because like I've done that like in a campaign for D and D with you guys, and then thought like, what the fuck am I doing? Love is not the fucking answer. Fuck you. Fuck. Like, <laughs> it just happens. Like you're just like uh, some some mystical force has to solve this problem. Uh, love, yeah, love's the greatest force. J.K. Rowling. Hey, said that's it. that's uh, the fifth element. Fifth element of love. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, but at least fifth element is tongue in cheek about it in like a sort of way. Guys, yeah, Netflix I mean, right, should Netflix should produce J.K. Rowling's original sci-fi. I just, I just, I just, I got what oh, the idea that'd is. Perfect, that's yeah. that's, that's the game. Read, like, that's have you the next read thing. her other works? Like, if that lady is not writing Harry Potter, it is bad. Guys. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't I, I even want to be mean here. I was just kidding. I know a casual vacancy is impossible to finish. I have it for oh, it, it is literally, it is literally like a black hole. I am convinced <laughs> that there's nothing on the other, like the last like 90 pages of that book. You get to the end. She's, she's like, no way to read this book. Publish. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh, a friend, I, the person I heard once said, like, you know, with Jack and Jill, they were convinced that when they went and saw it, it would just be like, we're kidding. We didn't make a real movie. You guys, you fell for it. It's just a All trailer. Right, let's, let's go ahead and put scores on this bad boy. This Trevor, probably should have just been a trailer. Oh, um, it's, man, it's, I don't know, it started out kind of promising. Uh, I like the music. Those credits where they're doing the Cloverfield credits are exciting with the countdown and like you see them. Yeah, time. yeah, I was really excited because Bear McCreary, who did uh, Battlestar Galactica, he never gets film roles, and I was like, yeah, yeah, which is exciting. But uh, wait, for uh, who is that you're referring to? The uh, uh, the, the uh, guy who did the score is named uh, oh, yeah. the guy who did the score for yeah, the movie is called Bear McCreary, and he did yeah. the score for Battlestar Galactica, the uh, the reboot series, and it's. Uh, awesome music and i he never gets movie work he also did walking dead and most the main theme for walking dead um so he's a big tv guy but he never gets movie work so i was like yeah and then the score's kind of a lot <laughs> but i like that opening <laughs> yeah it's good um i just want to say i think the cloverfield space station is called cloverfield because it looks like a clover with all the spinning things maybe uh I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll give it a three. I'll I'll leave it at that. Ben? Yeah, three as well. Um, It's it's rough. I mean, we didn't talk about as much just because there's not much to talk about. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I'm sorry. Let me me back up. I want to make it a four because I forgot about how much I enjoyed Chris O'Dad. He's good. I like Chris. Um... Yeah, I, I give it a three as well. Uh, I can't really give it points for the cast because they're all great, and so they're always going to be pretty good. It's, it's hard to not make – they managed to make David Yellow boring, which is shocking. I don't know how you did that, so yeah. good job. Um, but uh, uh, it's it, we didn't talk about the movie much, but there's not much to talk about. It's just a mess. It, there's just a lot of – there's, and, and I think the frustrating part to me is like I could see the movie and maybe even the script spec script reading well. Like I could see like you know being like and they open the wall and there's a woman with wires in her face and it's like whoa that's fucked up. Um, but it, the, the pace is horrible. It's just so choppy. It is just so badly edited. We don't get to know any of these characters. We don't care about them at all. Uh, it 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 just feels like a spooky Doctor Who episode, but you don't 
know the companions or the doctor, so why would you care? It's like watching a spooky Doctor Who episode out of context. You know, it's just like, what is happening? Who are these people? Why should mm-hmm. I care? Um, it's generally pretty ugly. There's just a lot of boring space corridors and pretty boring standard lighting. There's just... Uh, all the designs I found pretty uninspiring. Most of the kills are pretty bizarre. Like, especially the crystal down was just so weird. And it's too bad because I think there's generally some creepy moments. Like, when the guy's eye is working around and, like, there's this mm-hmm. idea that half of his body is one guy. Like, that could have been done really cool. But then he dies, like, a minute later <laughs> and has worms explode. And you're like, what? Why? Okay. Um, <laughs> what was so, the worm thing? Like, where did that come from? Yeah, there were the, worms before, but somehow they warped in him. Like again, it's, uh, they're also whatever. smaller when they were inside him, so they shrunk. Plus, yeah, the yeah. gyro was inside him. The big oh soccer ball sized <laughs> navigation system was in his. They never explained how that got inside him either. Yeah, it just and, warped and inside. You know. And uh, and after Paddington had so many good payoffs, <laughs> Paddington <laughs> genuinely has like a good script. In terms of like uh, setting up stuff and paying it off really well, that I'm like, oh, remember when movies did that? Wow! Instead of just stuff happening. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I, it, it just makes me bummed, and maybe Trevor's right, and I read too much into Cloverfield premise, but I at least believed before then that like it was a neat idea to sell high budget sci-fi. But if it's just going to be this standard and traditional, you can keep it with all the other franchises. I don't yeah. care about you know. Put it in the bin with Dark Universe, you know? I'm done. Yeah. So, three out of ten. You know what? Yeah. Maybe maybe I should cha- lower mine back down to a 3.5. I'm starting to, like, ruminate no, I, here Matt, a little Matt's bit. No, Matt's in. You're, just, you're done. I know, you're I know. Done. I know you're I'm done. pissing you off. I just, I just remembered no. that Ben Ben made me think of something, that there was a total drop thread where, like, um, the engineer had, like, a moment with Brule's character, and, like... When they were they like they were like getting intense and arguing, and then it was kind of yeah. like smoldering for a minute, and that went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you just got let out by something, and then they ignored it. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I give it I give it a two out of ten. This is the worst movie I've seen this year. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I it's, it's and, and here's there. here's what I think. I, I'll say this: I'm totally sympathetic to like the the like literally the taglines of this movie, which is also just like after like you guys started talking about like the Netflix like code, I was like, yeah, I, I love all the tags that this movie is associated with. This is totally mm-hmm. on my alley. It's a philosophical issues, alternate universes, weird sci-fi experiments, space stations, all sorts of cool keywords. So it's a miracle that I do not like this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a fucking miracle. And and while I like the acting is, there's nothing to act. Like I, and and right. that's the thing is like yeah these guys are fine, but they're literally like try, they're like trying their hardest to act off lines that just don't make any fucking sense. And the whole grander thing like it means nothing and it's awful and it's a wasted opportunity. It's a wasted thing. Like the whole context of it is just like a wasted opportunity to to redo this. And this is just the same thing with Netflix. Like they just it's just like they want to be run by a robot. It almost feels like sometimes like, <laughs> like they literally, they literally just don't want to be humans anymore back there. Like, it just runs itself. Like, don't fucking don't <laughs> ask, any, ask any questions. Like, fuck you. 
Like, yeah, we know that movie's bad. It doesn't matter. The robot told us to. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like this. This I should like all of this. I should love all of this, and it reminds me of like a lot of cool games I played last year, which is the other thing. It just, it yeah, just it's kind of got a soma vibe. Which yeah, soma was the big thing that or... came up with me, and like the, especially like the lady in the wall with like the wires and stuff. Like that was super cool, and then it just all goes fucking nowhere, and I don't care. And it's a waste, and that's why it's a two. Uh, and that's the thing; it re- it made me think about things this year. And I was like, no, I enjoyed Jumanji. No, I enjoyed The Greatest Showman more. I enjoyed. <laughs> it's like like this mm-hmm. shit. I'm sorry. Like this is this is like the worst thing I've seen in 2018. And I, there you go. Oof. Yeah, I really hope that doesn't prove me like wrong down the road, where it's like now I have to give a bunch of shit like ones because of this movie. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, you better now. You got to find a terrible movie that you're gonna oh, yeah. have to reckon <laughs> with. Like, this is this is the year I I watch. Uh, what, what is those Ernest movies or what are they? Ernest joins the military or whatever. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm sure. If you deal with really Fifty bad. Shades Freed, there you go. Oh, I am. Uh-huh. I am actually. Gonna, we're reviewing that, by the way. Oh no! I have to see it. So, like, one of you motherfuckers needs. You know, I feel like you said this last year when Fifty Shades, uh, whatever came out. You son of a bitch! I'm gonna call Megan. I'm gonna call Megan. I'm gonna make her take you to that. I'm gonna inflict that upon you. Megan doesn't want to see that. Oh fuck! God damn it! Why is it just fucking me? God fuck! fuck. All right, from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been our review of Cloverfield Paradox. Of course, we give it a three out of ten stars. Do not go watch it. It's not even worse it if you own a Netflix. It's literally like, don't watch this free fucking movie. Well, it's not free, but like, it, don't buy Netflix. It's, it's only an hour You know what I mean? It's only an hour and a half. And it's, 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 it's not it's, worth it. It's not, not worth it. it. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of space. It's a waste of electricity. It's a waste of particles. It's a waste of energy. Energy! Ah, we connected it back to the thing. Ah, oh yeah, oh, energy's running out. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you sorry. go. Fade out into the background. Fade out. Fade out. Fade I want to find up. like let me find one good sci-fi movie on here. You can watch like Netflix instead. The Circle is fine. There, watch the Circle. Oh it's no, totally no, fine. no, 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 not like the no. Circle. Oh. No, not the Circle. Circle, the one with the people in the room and they all have to decide not the circle the tom hanks movie just oh uh, oh oh, yeah okay oh yeah yeah, okay what's the circle circle is this movie where it's like uh it's another one where it's like perfect premise it's very cheap but it's pretty enjoyable it's uh it's like 50 people are in a room and they have to decide who wins or who dies and they all die yeah 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 yeah. i've seen this yeah 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 watch that it's fun. fun yeah that's not bad. That's good. Totally. Good one, that was that's nice. Totally track. fine. Like yeah. you, that's your <laughs> just totally fine. <laughs> uh, just go away now. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>